Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilted Sir, Fire Good and His Good Boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Mistress Felma, Enchanted Sparrow, the Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity Ah, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Radically Blessed, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Sunshine, Pumpkin Pie, Miss Tourmaline, S'more, Hacksaw, Kinky Katie, We Mad Beastie, To Be Better For Me, Sissy Annabelle, Forrest Jada, BP Bryn, Ray S, Crash Override, Becca, Sir Sin, Little Bean, and Kinky Bear. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash podcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Okay, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, part two. Happy birthday to me. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That it, yeah. Did that. What she said. What she said. It's still it's still her birthday. Yeah. That I required two episodes. Hey, 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 little miss. So did you. Yeah, I did. Or will you? So will you? I will. I'm still in the process. You're still in the future. putting together my birthday episode all right so we are doing double birthday episodes so that means you still have to be nice to me <sighs> fine uh-huh. mm-hmm. i'll try it's not easy it's, i know i mean hey robert didn't you say that you had plenty of good cop why don't you turn that on for me Helka? i'm always the good cop. i know but you i never get to be the bad cop okay so for your birthday you can be bad cop okay it won't work and you know it. That's your birthday present. So don't lie to me. I'm not. You can be bad cop for your birthday. Then who's the good cop? Because it's not you. We'll find somebody. We need a good cop. Interviews for good cop will be done at Zoom. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. We can do it at a birthday party that nobody here can come to because it's already happened in the past. E- yes. Yes. Interview for good cop for Rara's birthday. But on, yeah, no, forget it. I'm confused. Yeah. I know. It's okay. All right. It's fine. We're fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's Everything is fine. fine. <laughs> Nothing is ever fine. 
listen, I had COVID, okay? I'm allowed to be a little bit messed up. I was going to say, you are not fine. It's all good. And what's really funny is I can hear how not fine you were in the episode that I'm uh, editing right now. Oh, yeah. My voice was just. Oh, it's awful. My not only just my voice, but I think you would, if you didn't know better, you would think I had ADHD because I could not follow a linear thought Mm-mm. if my life depended upon. No, your it. brain was so far gone, and I was I was <laughs> having a blast. I mean, that was to me that was a absolutely perfect episode. I I don't ever want to do episodes linear again. But um, listening to it. <laughs> You are going to lose your shit when you listen to this because we're I'm, I'm scared. Oh, it's I'm so really bad. I'm really scared. I literally, like, how many times did I mention that I wanted it to be, I think, okay, I only mentioned it once, but I was thinking the whole time I wanted this to be called the bullshit episode. That one, not this one. Well, you know, it's bad when Dara messages me, uh, it's going, I'm editing this episode. <laughs> what is our topic? I don't even know what our topic is. I said, is. I'm 15 minutes in and I don't know what to save this as. <laughs> I have no title. <laughs> I have no, nothing to go by. We need to, should we just call it the Rara has COVID episode and just. <laughs> yeah, but then how are, okay. I don't know because all of our other <laughs> ones have been like kink titles. So people can like pick and choose. But if we call it the bullshit rara has covid episode okay how about rara rara got covid from the dungeon episode and that makes it that's almost entirely what we talked about for the first 20 minutes (laughs) so here's the best part and this is again i texted this to rara and i was dying when i was doing this i'm still recording still recording i had to keep going because again i had no fucking idea what the topic was so i said to rara i was like you know what our record for not actually stating the topic was 24 minutes. I wonder what this one would be. Bang on 24 minutes. It tied the record, no record breaking. Uh, Daddy J actually suggested I'd throw some stuff in there just to like, or not pull stuff out so that it was exactly, you know, more. But I. That would be it cheating. It would totally be we cheating. Don't cheat. But it's okay. We don't cheat. Yes, we do. But it would be okay because. We immediately, we said the thing, and then we immediately went back to the bullshit. (laughs) We mentioned it, so I knew what to call the damn episode, but we completely got derailed, so. It's okay. We'll be much better with this episode. No, we won't. We're already, we're already gone. I'm already tired. But no, they know it's your birthday episode. Right. Because we did that at the beginning. Birthday episode part two. We have more books. Well, yes. And these, okay. So I have two more interviews for you. And then Rara actually has to put on her uh, big girl, not sleepy pants today. Okay. Because. Oh, I'm wait a minute. I'm supposed to be wearing pants. I mean, what are you wearing exactly? I'm only seeing your top right now. What are you, what are you wearing? You don't She's know. She's like, not <laughs> much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the dungeon. I needed to feel dungeony. Well, I see you're wearing black, but I'm not sure what else. Oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That was so bad. (laughs) She's doing the wiggle boobs at me. I'm like, okay. Why am I putting on my big girl pants? Because actually, so this is really funny because this part was your idea. (gasps) Sorry. Yeah. You had an idea, Rara. 
I had an idea. You did. You're a I genius. Lots of ideas. I know. What was this idea? Remind me. <laughs> I knew it. Well, you said, okay. I have so many good ideas. I can't remember you all of them. You just can't keep track of them all. It's such a problem <laughs> for you. These genius level IQs that you have, you know? Right? <laughs> so sarcastic. Anyway, yeah. Uh, you yeah. had an idea and it was brilliant. And I just really, I think I, we're going to end the episode with your idea, Rara. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to keep a straight face. It wasn't working. Okay. You have no idea what you said, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Okay. That's my birthday present to me. This is going to be great. <laughs> All right. Are you are you slapply sad yet? I, just, I, I'm just going along for the ride. It's fine. It's all fine. Vroom, vroom, bitch. Strap on. In? On? Strap on. Strap on. Strap on. That was not the idea. Just so you know. <laughs> We've done that already. Yeah, but... <laughs> I feel like it would be very difficult to do that virtually, which we're doing right now. So I don't know that that would work even if the idea was a strap-on. I have a Sibian. Well, go. We could pretend. I mean, you the Sibian is with you. What good is that going to do me? Well, but you'd be strapping on and I'd be the in. So it works fine. But I'm not getting fucked. No, you weren't. I was getting fucked because you wear the strap on. Yes, go on. Anyway, should we talk about books? Okay. <laughs> what the hell? What is wrong with us? We're tired. We're so I tired. I stayed up way too late watching trash reality television last oh. night. If you ever want to feel better about your life, watch Temptation Island and realize your life is so good compared to these people. True. Oh, Okay, that's another thing we have to talk about. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. So I yeah. just found this super funny, and I have screenshot it, and I have been showing everybody. You know that uh, post that we got tagged in on FetLife? Yes. I was, I literally was showing people at work. I was laughing so hard. How are you explaining it to them? They know. Oh, Okay. I'm not a very well-kept secret at my job. I will say that. It, it's just, it's kind of, it, people know. My bosses don't know. Well, would you like to? And then you can give a shout out to the person who wrote it. Because obviously they're a listener. I bet they would love to hear their name mentioned. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I hate you so much. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll uh, I'll get right on that, Rara. Thanks. Uh, so Phoenix Evolving <laughs> on FET wrote a quote of mine from a, okay, the most recent episode to air while we're recording this episode. So two episodes ago, three, three episodes ago for you. Math is hard. Just what they said. Okay. Anyway, they said, they woke the dragon. And then that was my quote on episode 129, 
and they tagged me, Pink Geek Podcast, and Rara. And she says, I laughed so hard on my commute this morning. And then Rara responded with, never know what she's going to say. It's true. Oh, I didn't even read this one. It says, the best compliment for a podcast is that it's so funny, it's actually dangerous to drive with it. Can't wait to catch up we, and listen to it. Yeah. We try to tell people of that. We try to warn them. We tell them all the time. I mean, my very favorite response ever was when Vixen posted that thing on that response to the oralism episode, and she was just Miss Ma'am at me. It was great. Anyway, back to books, or else we're never going to finish this episode. <laughs> So the first one that this episode is going to, I guess, start with, you know, first one, start all of that jazz mm -hmm. is, oh, this one. Oh, okay. This one was, <laughs> this one was actually really funny. Uh, it's called Sex Wizards. And I found this on Reddit and it was, I, it was everything I hoped it would be and more. It was so funny. And you say sex wizards, and I feel like somebody turned Harry Potter into porn. Yes. Essentially. No, it okay. was actually the magic system was based on kinky sex. So this is the part that I kept thinking Rara will hate it. And I did not mention this in the interview, but they never separate sex and kink. Every single kink session ends in sex ends in some kind of release and i'm like rara will hate this like this is what i kept thinking the whole time <laughs> anyway so sex wizards with our friend tomcat here we go i would like to extend a big pink welcome to tomcat hello hi hi you look so cute well, thank you. <laughs> you always look cute. What am I talking about? You're always cute. Uh, yeah. So super, super excited. Uh, Tomcat is a patron, has been for a while. From the very beginning. I or damn near close to the very beginning. Were you? Dang. I don't even remember. I'm not that like I wouldn't remember you. I'm just like it, it's kind of all mushing together in my head at this point. <laughs> But yeah, you've been super active from the beginning too. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Except for, you know, the times where I'm moving and <laughs> that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's okay. But moving closer to me and Rara, very smart move. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's the best place to be. Definitely. All right. Let's get into this. Um, we read. <laughs> okay. It's going to sound, saying it even is really stupid. So you know how I specifically was going for fantasy books with kink in it? Yeah. Well, I found this one. I think I found it on Reddit or something. And it's Sex Wizards. Yeah. So I was wondering how, how that came up. Like it is, it is, I mean, it is fantasy and, but it's, it's BDSM. Like it is. Oh, it is. Okay. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. That it's a BDSM book. It is a BDSM book. Hints of fantasy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's wizards. They do, they do, yeah. you know, magic and shit. Yes. But yeah. um, mostly, mostly sex. Mostly yeah. sex. So here's been my problem in my quest for these books. 
I've been looking for books. So my thing is I like books with a plot. Yeah. I like books with character development. I like actual books, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Books that are just sex scene after sex scene after sex scene. I'm like, this is boring. This is stupid. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that is the whole thing. Like, it is sex. Like, if you didn't want to hear sex, then you're in the wrong book. It, I mean, it's straight up about it, right? Sex mm-hmm. wizard. Yeah, well, it, it's it's sex with a little bit of wizard. Yeah. But it never actually describes how or, like, the focus or how to create the different things. It just kind of happens while yeah. they're having the sex. <laughs> so. Yeah. Where's the skill part? Where is the, you know, oh. development of, yeah. Well, okay. So let's get into that. This is the part. Okay. This actually pissed me off more than anything else. Besides the just every other two pages was freaking 10 page long sex scene that I was getting bored by, by the end. I mean, I did like the book. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought the book was kind of cute. However, the Mary Sue-ness of this character. What, do you know what a Mary Sue is? Like the best at everything, first time, all the time kind of thing. Does that describe him? Yeah. Also, his his yeah. name? I know. <laughs> really? I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I can kind of see where this character is leading. And then it, it didn't really, like, he's not. <laughs> well, you know, the basic is, you, the basis of it is you have to start as a sub before you become a dom. But clearly, based on his name, he's already a dom. It's already there. It's inherent. Obvious. You're like, he just, he's going to have to be. It's just yeah. destined. <laughs> and then Nick, so his name is what? Domini? Domini. And then but they you just, can call him Dom. but you can call him Dom, of course. Yeah. And then everybody does. I'm like, <laughs> Hey Dom. It's like, it's like me just yelling, Hey sub to you. Yeah. Nah, no, no, <laughs> no. But what if your name was like sub and I? <laughs> sub and I. I don't know. Okay. We're going to have to call somebody that now. No. Okay. Yeah, you're right. We're going to have to name somebody <laughs> sub and I and just call them sub. So yeah. What were your, like, did you have a favorite or a dislike about it? I mean, I've already ranted off about mine. So a favorite is it's very inclusive, right? So yeah. they have a lot of different scenes with different individuals, different uh, gender identities. That was nice. Like, I haven't read very many books that are as inclusive as that. I have Um, never read a book with an intersex character before. Yeah. So I think that was that was really cool. Um, Having it be normal, you know, Mm -hmm. for the the area. Um, I think that they didn't do a very good job at um, what's the word I'm looking for trying to connect that to his upbringing. Because it came up a couple of times that his, the area that he was in uh, or grew up in was prudish, you know? Right. They didn't accept. So I would think that there would maybe be a little bit more inner turmoil. You know, with, with the accepting. intersex character or the fact that everybody was bi? It, the fact that everybody was bi and that just sex was so open. Like it was yeah. Just, He just went everybody. into that just immediately, didn't he? And just fully was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to have sex. 
literally everywhere. Yeah. With everybody. And I'm so talented at sex. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you're so great at this. Okay, let's just... Oh my God, you're immediately just so wonderful at all the sex. And look at all of the, what do they call them? Focuses that you made. You made four focuses at one time. Oh my God, you're amazing. Yeah, without any kind of training or buildup. Right. That helps to develop the character as if they don't start out perfect and they have to learn and start out small and build upon that, you know? So well, he he did not start out small. No. Like what the no. first scene that's in there, he gets tied up by a woman and butt fucked. Yeah. Yep. Like right off the bat. No qualms, no like, hey, by the way, uh we're going to do anal. Have you prepped for that? <laughs> yeah, no prep. Oh my god. None, oh, none my, I mean it was hot. Yeah. But Jesus. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. But in the back of my mind, all I can think about is, you know, (laughs) but, but there, there are things, but, (laughs) but wait, (laughs) (laughs) you can do so many butt jokes with this. Just like, (laughs) but there's more. (laughs) Oh, and everybody was huge. Yeah. And gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Everybody was gorgeous. Everybody was so beautiful. Yeah. But she's three leagues out of my or three times. Uh, yeah, whatever he said there. No. Yeah. Whatever. Well, they did add a little bit of a racism component, too. So there was something that he was against. Yeah. Yep. 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 I do remember that. And that was it. So there was a little bit of a uh, contention there, but that was gone very, very quickly. Oh, yeah. As soon as the dude whipped out his dick, all the racism was gone. Yeah. One sex scene and we're good to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, this this prejudice that I've had my entire life. It's obviously wrong. And I'm well, clearly, clearly it was a lie because everything he was ever taught was incorrect. Yeah. And one conversation with the person on the other side of the war, I guess, whatever it was, and everything is all cleared up and better now. Yep, it's all fixed. Okay, so another thing I did not like, and I I don't like starting off like with all the dislikes, but like we're on a roll right now. They didn't exactly ask a whole lot of permission to to start things. Like he was cool with it, obviously, every single time. But there was not a lot of, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah, no, it was just, okay, you know, this, this is a safe word. Everything stops if you want it to stop. Um, but there was and a little bit of like, okay, I'm going to tell you what we're doing as we're doing it. So right. not so much negotiation beforehand or knowledge of what you're getting into so that you can think with a clear yeah, uh, clear mind, you know, what you're getting into. It's waiting until you're in the scene. And then you can say stop. But I mean, do you really want it to stop? Because if you don't stop... Then you get a more powerful spell. Okay, so there is one thing at the very, very beginning of the book. It says mm-hmm. um, something like, if you go beyond what you're comfortable with and it goes into the realm of like you're actually afraid or uh, you have actual fear and not um, just not kind like of a good time sexy fear. Yeah. Right. Uh, then the spell won't work. But that that one sentence kind of negates the rest of the story. 
you know, because at the end there's definitely, they definitely want stop stopping to happen. So wouldn't that negate any of the spells that they would have created? At you that know point? what? I never made that connection. You're totally right. So that means anything like rapey would not work. Right. Right. I would think, I mean, based on, but that's just one sentence versus the rest. So they didn't explain, I guess, why uh, the bad guy was being successful in his spell creation, I guess. Yeah. If that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then this, this is the part that I don't, uh, that bugs me the most about any of these books where the plot doesn't happen until three quarters of the way into the book. Yeah. Like we didn't even know there was a bad guy. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm (laughs) dissing this book really hard right now. I swear to God, I do have a lot of good points about this book. It's just one of those books that doesn't really, it, the plot is secondary to the sex. Yes. If you are into that kind of thing, which I know a lot of people are, then it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's entertaining if you can have it in the background and not really be focusing on or like picking apart. It's Uh just focus. (laughs) Five of them. I have five focuses. You have five focuses. Oh my God. Where are they? (laughs) You'll have to guess. (gasps) (laughs) Hey, you live closer to me now. I can come down and find them. Ooh. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> what what kind of wizard are you attempting to be? What what, what kind of um, spell are we putting together? <laughs> I don't know. There was no electro in there, so I, I don't think. Well, there are like five of these books, so maybe there's electro in there somewhere. It did seem like though the focuses gave a little zap, so that's kind of the electro. Maybe every focus has. Yeah, maybe. All right. Let's get into that part then. So now that we've brought up what type of wizard do you want to be? Um, <laughs> I like the uh, I like the segue. So let's see. This is there are different magic schools. So like it's kind of like a I don't want to call it a compound. What would we call this? Like a it's like a series of different towers around oh, a campus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like a regular college campus that has different buildings for different schools. You got your school for science. You got your school for like, I don't know, philosophy, (laughs) humanities. You got your school for art. (laughs) So there was, let's see, I think I have this in here. Okay, yes, I do have it. Evocation, Mm -hmm. where you temper the pain with pleasure humiliation and objectification wow this got kind of messed up this is not really so my notes are in order of in the book they're not entirely organized like by what each one is maybe you can help me out with this okay first of all i freaking love the cover of this book i didn't really see the cover i was listening it was an audible Oh, okay. Well, the cover is amazing. It's, um, let me show you right now. It's this, this dude, he's like half naked, you know, kind of built very anime looking, but he's got the rope in his mouth. He's got his necklace of different kinds of focuses. He's tied. Yeah, actually. And there's like, there's like magical moats. So that's kind of cute. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to pull up. Woo. Hey. 
my notes. Okay, here we go. So the first thing is uh, they call it the crux. That's like the magical school. And what I did like was the first thing she said was, all right, this is your test. We can stop at any time. Just say the magic word. Stop. (laughs) Which is, yeah, which is what? (laughs) He's like, what's the magic word? It's stop. Like, duh. I like how matter of fact that was. It was just pretty funny. But um, so I said in my notes, I was like, well, I think that's very interesting that they don't have like a magic word, you know, for their safe word. Mm -hmm. It's plain language. Yeah. Immediately. And nobody, nobody takes that word for granted. That was interesting. There wasn't, um, they didn't really go into different safe words or, you know, other uses. Mm-hmm. They eventually got to the point where, you know, there might be a nonverbal in, in, in instance. So it would be, you know, a, a physical cue, which is good that they went into that too, but stop kind of an all powerful. Yeah. There or- was some time when he had a gag in his mouth and they had him do something else. I don't remember what that was though. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We don't want to give too many spoilers. <laughs> so I don't know. They didn't really go into, though, if that word actually had magic. They kind of said something about it being a very powerful word, but not that it actually held any power. And then later, it didn't really seem to in by the end of the book. Well, so. by the Yeah. Well, by the end of the book, it's non-consent, like true non-consent. And... The word, if it was a magic word that caused everything to stop automatically, then there could be no, there could be no non-consent. Right. Because it just wouldn't work. However, if it's just a safe word and people should respect that, then obviously the non-consent person isn't going to respect that. So I think they need to design a focus that is like a shield that goes up as soon as they say the word stop then it will actually be a magic word. Yeah, that would work. I don't know how it, it, I don't think it really explained how the use of the focuses goes. Like it just has to be near you or like actually in contact. If you have to be holding it, maybe you could be wearing one of the focuses. If you feel like you're going into a deck or a dangerous situation. Well, they did do the scene where they had to actually cast the spell. Yeah. But they never said how to actually cast it. Do they throw it? I mean, it's a fucking rock. What do they do? They never said how to actually bring the spell out. Yeah. That's exactly like I I was confused afterwards. I'm like, okay, so holding it in your hand and you have to think about something or you have to push energy into it, through it. Like, I don't, it's a... Focus. I don't know. I still don't know. You have to. You have to focus really hard on it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, and they wear like necklaces around, like on a necklace. Um, yeah, and it's not a metal necklace. It's like a leather necklace. Yeah. So then, once it's gone, then all of your power is gone, which is frustrating. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was part of the problem. All right. So there's. He says, "Okay, so evocation." 
is one of them. And oh, this is the part that I thought was really cool. There's conduits and there's casters. Do you want to yes. explain the difference? So the conduit is the the bottom, the one who's having things done to them. Uh, and the caster is the top. So the, the one doing the things mm-hmm. is what it sounds like is the difference. Um, so all of the magic, damn near all of the magic has to have, requires two people. Minimum of two people. Good point. <laughs> in order to cast. Um, well, in order to create, I guess, not to, not to actually use the spell, but in order to create the spell. A minimum of two people for the vast majority is what it sounds like. Right. And let's see, evocation, she says, we don't have to do this as a conduit. It's important that you enforce your own limits. I sigh and run a hand through my hair. I don't even know what those limits are yet. Okay. So they do discuss limits, but they don't, she doesn't tell him what those limits could possibly be or give him any background whatsoever before doing the scene. Like zero, zero. Zero, zero discussion of what is about to happen or what he has done or what he's okay with doing or what he's thought about. Maybe give him a little bit of information and say, here, sit with this for a minute. See yeah, what well, you, they gave what him a thinking. couple of books. That he didn't read until after he had done mm-hmm. how many casting? <laughs> yeah, see, if I were writing this, it would be like a true college. There would be lectures there would be homework there would be book reading there would be viewings yes there would be study groups yeah you know before 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 you I, i feel like that would be something like you wouldn't get into the practicalities of it until like i don't know junior year or what third year or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah that kind of irritates me i feel like i want to rewrite this and do it better yeah, you should start with the theory of all the things because as you're going into it, as you're learning, as you're getting into the lifestyle, you hear about all of the different things and you have the frenzy. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I had the frenzy. I would say that a, a good majority of us tend to do that. So Ooh, we, This guy definitely can, does. Yes. So we can relate to that. He's like, I don't even know what my limits are. I want to do all of the things. Um, so... It would be more responsible for the Mm -hmm. people taking them into it is to make sure that they understand before they get into a situation what it could be and what could happen um, and to to go into it with a clear mind what you're what you're okay with beforehand. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Um, And the theory behind it, though, would help because if you know this is the kind of power that you're going to get from this then that gives you something to aim for, but not to just give a blanket blanket consent. Yeah, this is the end. So I'm, I'm just fine with whatever gets me to that. They said something about, so another thing that they really hit heavy on was they were, I mean, like heavy on the aftercare. Yeah, they, without discussing beforehand anything, which was different. Um, yeah, the automatic like cuddling after the second scene uh, um, with Olbrick. Yep, yep. We had, I actually liked that character a lot. Yeah, he was pretty cool, but it was 
uh, okay, we're done. We're getting you down. We're going to cover us in a blanket. We're just going to cuddle. Um, yeah. What if you don't like great. cuddling? Yeah. It sounds great to some people, but you don't know that unless you've talked about it or. Right. And know. on, and he just met this person. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, he gets fucked by him and then automatic cuddling. Oh, by the way, have you been fucked by a man before? No. Oh, awesome. Great. This is awesome for me. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. Oh, by the way, do you have a problem being fucked by a man? <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know. I've never fucked a man before. Let's uh, let, let's try it out. And then it's like, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> and going straight like, yeah, yeah. Well, at least With they use lube. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of enjoyed this book. I, I sound like I'm dissing it a lot. I actually enjoyed it. But I think I enjoyed the problematic elements of it more than the actual book because I was I was just hysterically laughing. I did masturbate a couple of times to, to uh, these scenes, though. I'm not going to lie. They were pretty hot. They were pretty hot. They were pretty hot. I, I did not get bored with the scenes. I, I fully enjoyed them. Did fully. you? Enjoyed them. <laughs> well, all right, all right, all right. Which scene? Um, I actually <laughs> <laughs> spill <laughs> the um where the, the one that uh, he was kind of being teased like for a week or however long. Oh, the chastity for, scene. Not not the chastity. The one after that where it was like, oh, you're gonna be free use. You're gonna have oh. to throw on. So people oh. can use you anytime they want to. And he's like, yeah, I'm down with that. That sounds great. And then they would approach and tease, but not, not yes. fulfill. Oh, yes. Oh, that was driving him crazy. Yep. Yep. And then by the time uh, it came to the fulfillment of that, mm -hmm. that was, that was so, a lot going on there. <laughs> my, my first full enjoyment scene was actually the one we were just discussing with Ulbrich. And he's like, hey, you've never had sex with a man before? Great. Let's do that. And... <laughs> I I like gay sex. What can I say? And it was hot. It was, it was hot. It was very well written, actually. I was like, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just um, shocking it came so early. I thought it would take a little bit more working into. Look, working they, they started out with pegging. I, they did. They so did. I, I'm not actually all that surprised. Yeah. Okay. I want to go into the one scene that I was, okay, first of all, yes, I did start laughing. I will admit that, but I wasn't really expecting it. It was the pony play scene. Yes. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was not expecting that either. I thought, I thought maybe he would actually be transformed into. I thought so too. Um. And, but that did not, that didn't happen. So like I wasn't a, sure. What the... Like a transfiguration spell or something. Yes. Yeah. No, I thought that too, honestly. And then it was like, he, I have this quote. My idea was to harness the strength of, say, a draft horse into a spell that a person might use to enhance their own strength at a needed time. So I made a leather driving harness, shoes, tail, and other adornments to create the spell he made quite an impressive beast of burden. He was. I mean, in my head, he was quite an impressive <laughs> beast of burden. But that wasn't about Dom. Do you remember who he tried that on? Or was, no, wait, which character was that? 
Was that no, that was the the they character. Yeah. I thought it was Ulbrich for a minute. It was not. I forgot how I don't know how to pronounce this character's name. Uh, but they did that to the head of the fucking school. I thought he was, I thought he was the uh the one that was kind of a uh a Clydesdale kind of the figure. the head of the school, Arlen? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he he did do the, the I yeah. thought that's what that was talking he, about. He he was the pony. The first that we didn't see that one. That's what they described. And yeah. in order to get Dom to actually do the next one, but Dom was more like a not a Clydesdale. No, 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 like a uh a show one of those what are they called? Like a Frisian? Maybe. The ones with the high stepping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what that one is. I don't know horses, but very fancy. Very fancy. Probably had braids in his hair, you know. He made a very beautiful, amazing, perfect horse as well. And then him, he in his Dom, yeah, Dom in his horse persona fucked his owner person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, that was an interesting turn. I, yeah. I was expecting it to be the other way around. The other way around. Yeah. But Dom got all hot and bothered. (laughs) And couldn't help himself anymore. I guess not. Uh, As horses do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that the one where he lost one of the focuses? (laughs) Yes. And had to go digging for it in the other person. <laughs> Again, not expecting that. But it's like, so no. the problem with that is the only thing I could think of was losing a tampon. <laughs> oh, it was it was supposed to be reminiscent of losing like a butt plug or a little bullet vibe or something. But the only thing I could think of was losing a tampon. I was like, okay. Flare, flare is the way to go. Yeah. So these little, these little ball (laughs) things that they put, like put a string on them for fuck's sake. Something. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like some of them were uh, connected as like a a whole. So like, like a Benoit ball thing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, not all of them. I mean, if they're not, connected to anything then how are you like are you just supposed to kind of be a chicken about it and be like that's a fetish like how do you (laughs) that's a fetish you i don't know but he did have to go in and pull it out of his partner that one time yeah uh that sounded like it was unusual like nobody had ever done that before that Uh, that ice cream bull uh, bullshit bullshit that yeah. nobody's ever lost one because okay so like if they're tied together by leather then what if the leather breaks you can't tell me that's not happened yeah that had to have had to have happened so that was yeah that was a little bit a little bit strange like this this school the crux has been around for hundreds of years yeah like long long ass time and and it's all about sex and they haven't had an instance where yeah the focuses come off or break I, off or i call mm-hmm. bullshit i thought that was a pretty cool addition 
made it gave it a little bit more realism but the fact that that's never happened no what you do is you just be like ah, yeah that happens just go get it here's a special tool yeah (laughs) special tool that's what yeah Mm mm-hmm that's where you throw in your speculum play and all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, let me just go get that. Okay. <laughs> Everybody should have one in their bag. Um, one more thing that I want to talk about, and this is just extra special for Rara. Okay. Guess guess which scene? Uh, is it the first one with the impact? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Nope. The no. healing scene. Oh, the healing scene. You yeah. want to talk about that? I sure? no, I just I well, I'm not looking at it. It's fine. I read the thing. Okay. Way to no, give a was, hint. It was, <laughs> that was very it was very interesting. I figured they would have to have something like that. They talked about his arm so mm-hmm. often. Um I figured they had to have something that would kind of fix that issue. Um so that was, that was, but I can see the connection, right? Yeah. You know, you have to give a little to get a little. <laughs> so. so yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a needle scene and I just kept like, it was, it wasn't acupuncture either. It wasn't just stick the needle in and it sticks out and it's a very, very tiny needle and you look like a porcupine. Nope. It was a full blown raw, raw style. Needle scene. Yeah. Yep. It was the kind where you have like multiple gauges and you you put them in the skin and then out the other side and they just stay there kind of a thing. But the way he described what he was feeling during that was exactly how Rara describes it when she gets her needles done. That's interesting. Have you ever heard her it talk about it? Um, just a very little bit. Just a very little bit. I mean, what you guys kind of talk about on the podcast. Uh, you know, so it kind of put, she talks about how the, the mind space that it puts her in. Right. Um, but getting there and how that feels was described pretty well, I think, in the book. Yeah, the euphoric feeling from it. And here's here's the quote that I pulled. It's not the same as evocation where you temper the pain with pleasure. Here, I have to find pleasure in the pain itself. I feel mm-hmm. a sort of giddy relief that my body can not only withstand the pain, but relish it. That was very, very interesting. And the, the other interesting thing about this um, particular scene is that the magic is being cast on him mm-hmm. at the same time that it's being worked, which is not generally how the, yeah, the other... Yeah, so it's the only one that doesn't use a focus. Because he kind of is the focus, I guess, at the, they're trying well, to fix his issue. Would, would the needles be the focuses? Were they metal or were they that uh, rock thing? I don't remember now. I'd have to go back and look yeah, at that. Now I need to look. See, um, see if those, I mean, because that could be, it could be that that's the focus, but then they'd be expending the energy from those at the same time as rather than it's just interesting that they didn't have something already built up from a focus that they could have used on him rather than going yeah. through this creating the spell at the time. Um, it seemed like it was very specific. So you yeah. have to have a specific injury in mind in order to create the healing magic that was 
necessary. I mean, overall, it's a really cool concept. It's a really cool idea, but the execution of it just leaves you going, wait, what? Like a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to end this on one thing. And this, I don't know if it pissed me off or made me laugh, kind of both. But at the end, you have your bad guy, right? Yes. And he says, we'll be back for you, little dirt blood. And I'm like, you fucking Harry Potter thief. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of that. So Harry Potter, I really like Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. Potter. Um, Well, you're you're my age. So your entire personality is based on Harry Potter. Yes. Come on. So, I mean, I've had wands, multiple, like not, I mean, I have a magic wand too, but I mean, different. Different kind of wants. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot more development and you, you build on the magic in order to get better as like an actual school. So, uh, you know, you can steal a little bit, I guess. You were, but, I mean, like, the whole time you're kind of comparing it to Harry Potter, right? A little bit. A little bit. But the little dirt bit. blood comment, I was like, just call him well, a mudblood. Straight up thievery. Yeah. Just, just call him a mudblood. You know you want to. But I mean... I don't know that 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 kind of discrimination wasn't even brought up in the rest of the- no, not until the very end. So, like, yeah. obviously, the second book is going to have more of that. But I'm just like, oh my god, are you Lucian or are you Draco? Probably mm. more Draco. Draco, yeah. He's yeah, got that was- petulant kind of nin nin nin. My family's so important kind of vibe. Yep. Yep. Definitely that. So mostly this book pissed me off. How many are there? Oh, God. At least three. Okay. At least. Now I have to read the rest of them. I am going to have to. I have to read the rest of them, even if it wasn't as developed or as good of a story as I would like. I still have to read the rest. You you have to, because now I have to know what the fuck is up with this guy. Yep. And how Draco Malfoy is he? We'll see. We'll see. When were these written? 2022. Okay. So yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of elements that kind of coincide from different genres, right? So I mean, some people will compare uh, Harry Potter to um, Star Wars. Too. Oh, well, it's identical. Yeah. It's absolutely so, identical. It's the hero's journey all the way. Yeah, absolutely. That's a whole different podcast. But they don't use the same words. Like you got to come up with a different... <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to call it because we're like 40 minutes in right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We have to go read the rest of the books now. So that was a super fun interview. And I adore Tomcat. And I'm so unbelievably happy that she moved to our state. Love Tomcat. She's coming to our birthday. Excellent. And I'm sure she loved doing that interview with you. She did. She had a good time. She, uh, she was very flirty with me. Oh yeah. Mm Kind of like when you were shaking your boobies, except she did it way better. Probably because her intention was to flirt. That was not my intention. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we had, we had a really good time with that interview aside from the flirting. Both of us were like, we enjoyed the book, but we were both seriously just laughing at it. I, I you know, it's just what else are you going to do with a book like that? I mean, really, you can't you I, really. 
Next is a bit of a surprise for Rara. And I wanted to save this one for her because, and I did, I kept this a secret for like almost a week, I think. And that's impressive. Uh huh. A whole entire week. I was talking to somebody that Rara knows on TikTok. And we were, we were just chatting and I mentioned because she really, really likes books, this person. And I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is great. You will love this episode that I'm working on right now for my birthday. And I told her what I was doing with the fantasy books and kick. And she's like, wow, that's something I think I would have really gotten into. Even though I'm not really into fantasy, that sounds really, really fun. And I was like, well, do you think you can you know, pick a book and we could read it in like a couple of days. And then, you know, I can interview you and then we'll tell Rara about it. And here's the funny part. We did it. We actually managed to do this. Rara and I were Uh supposed to record together on Sunday, Saturday. No, we were supposed to record together on Saturday. And then she decided, okay. So then the other person that I was working with, with this, was supposed to do something else with her, with Rara on Sunday. Right. But then we couldn't do it. Something about the, the, we couldn't get the book thing scheduled. Right. So she canceled recording with Rara. Got pushed back to Wednesday. Got pushed back so that she could record with me. So Rara, do you know who it is yet? Well, I do. Cause I know who I recorded with this week. And I just recorded with them last night. Mm -hmm. And that is my friend, uh, Natalie from Trigger Warning Romance. That's who it is. So we actually did an interview with with Nat, or I did, as kind of a, like, it's my birthday episode, but I thought it'd be really fun to just kind of surprise Rara with that. And what book did you do? We did From Russia with Blood. So it's another vampire one. And I did end up telling Nat that I did not finish the book. That is sad. I know the book. Well, it's it was very romancy, and it was still so to me the paranormal aspect and stuff. That's fine. That's still fantasy. It was still a romance, which is fine. I did an erotica with Loso. I'm doing a kind of a romancy one with Nat. You know, this is this is what we do. Mm-hmm. But it she had to explain. Uh, you'll hear it in the interview, but she had to explain the concept of the rules of romance. Yes. That is not something that got stuck in my head, I think. So I had a hard time with some of the stuff in this book. I'm actually, I'm really glad you you picked this book because I know the author. Like personally? Yeah. Well, this is not my style of book. I will tell you that right now. It was good. And, you know, which, what Nat was saying in the interview, I am definitely going to be finishing this book and I will be reading the sequel and I'll talk about it with her. It's just not my normal. So I do enjoy expanding my horizons, but it is not something I ever would have picked for myself. All right. So here you we go. Somebody even said, though, okay, well, you must save the author's name for after. Or are you going to show the author's name now? Oh, you go ahead and say it then. This is my friend Vivian Murdoch, who, um, She's actually in the kink lifestyle. Mm -hmm. She's awesome and amazing. And she reaches out to me and I answer questions for her and help her with stuff. Oh, good. Well, then you can tell her she, uh, we did her book for this episode. 
Yes, I will. I'm very excited to be able to tell That's her about awesome. that. Because she's fantastic. Tell her I am actually planning on finishing the damn book. I am going to laugh, though. Um, well, here, play it, and then we'll talk. Rara has not been for with me for these recordings. So, and I, I've been kind of doing this on my own. And there's a reason for that. One, she has COVID. So, I am not. I'm not going to her house. And two, it's really hard to schedule all these people. So this time I decided to do it. It's my birthday episode and I'm very, very like, you know, it's my birthday. I get to do what I want kind of thing. But I also really, really like surprising Rara. So I have a very special guest for this uh, section, shall we say? Please welcome Nat from Trigger Warning Romance. Hello and happy birthday. Thank you. We're recording like three weeks before my birthday, but I'll still take it. It's all right. <laughs> As you can tell, I am recording from my house, which means there will be dog noises that I will not be able to cut out. That's okay. Um, my toddler might walk in here at any minute. So <laughs> perfection. It's going to be amazing. Your dogs, my children, it's going to be... It's it's going to be a brouhaha. It's, you know, what's a birthday without a little bit of um, extra craziness, right? Yeah, for sure. I just <laughs> keep threatening to turn mine into a hat. <laughs> Macruella, defill your ass if you don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's not having it. She's no. not having it. No, she's super pissed that she can't come in here right now. So <laughs> she's making her pissiness known. It's fine. Anyway, uh, all right, just to refresh everybody's memory, we are doing a episode on fantasy. Technically, they're fantasy books that have some kick to them. Yeah. And so I thought, who better? I'm very honored that you thought of me. And also, when you were like, fantasy with kink, I am not a big, big fan of fantasy. Like, I'm mm -hmm. okay with it, but I do a lot more, as you said, like paranormal or contemporary. Mm -hmm. And my books, as per my podcast, Trigger Warning Romance, they're mm -hmm. dark romance. So there's kink, but there's also lots of other stuff that you will not agree with as a normal human being. And you shouldn't. <laughs> You know, it's not like I, I've spoken with a bunch of different authors on this. And it's, it, these books are not meant as a like any sort of training guide or info right. or information like this is pure fantasy and it's fiction. And we're going to leave it at that. So before we dive into this book, I want to remind everybody, including <laughs> me, probably. Yes, that this book. It's called From Russia With Love. I'm sorry, From Russia With Blood. With but, blood, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, no love. <laughs> no, well, there, there's love. Eh, okay, there's love, but... There's infatuation, ish. you know? There's there's some serious lust. Yes. Um, it's Russian vampires on a cruise ship. And it's by Vivian Murdoch, who is one of, one of my favorite authors. And she writes a lot of kink. I Actually, really wish there was an audio... Uh, audiobook for this one, honestly. I don't think she has any audiobooks. No, yet. I looked. Yeah, she doesn't. 
She's an indie. She's a small indie author. Yeah. Well, this would have been so much fun to listen to just Mm. because I feel like the accents. Oh, my God. There goes the dog again. The accents would have been amazing. Yes. The Russian accent. You like the Russian accent? (laughs) That I do like. (laughs) That was my one, uh, I would say, pet peeve is I speak Russian uh, fluently. So the and and. Vivian knows this. So from now, I mean, when she wrote this book, she didn't know me. But I was like, Vivian, if you need any Russian help in the future, please, for the love of God, contact me. Uh, because <laughs> just the, the verbs were conjugated wrong. Like a lot of the words weren't the, the right tense or the right, um, I would say gender, right? Because a lot of the Russians gendered. So like a female cup is different than like a male cup. I know it makes no sense. It's kind of like French and Spanish, same thing. But in the book, <laughs> um, like when the male vampire has his youngin that he uh, turned, right? And he calls her mm-hmm. Maladoy. So she's a lady. She would be oh. Mal- Maladaya. She wouldn't I... be Maladoy. What, what does Maladoy mean? It means young, young one. Okay, because I was calling her Melody. Okay, yeah. No, it, it was meant to be, because her name was Gloria. <gasps> that's gloria that's gloria i knew it <laughs> yes okay let me just point out really quick i got about 58 percent of the way through this book because we picked this what like three days ago mm-hmm. yeah. and then i had some shit go down in my life i'll just say it my dog had to have emergency acl surgery so i've been a little um attached yeah to this dog and i've barely had any time to do anything um so i got 58 percent <laughs> of the way through this book most of it this morning and i knew she god damn spoilers i knew it <laughs> yeah oh uh we should probably do a big spoiler alert because i'm gonna spoil this entire book for you guys great fantastic i fucking knew she wasn't dead <laughs> no she's not dead oh my god okay yeah so yeah, the, no, the premise of this book is, again, please nobody take notes and go do this because there's a yeah, lot of problematic no. stuff in this book. But that's the whole point of dark romance uh, as a genre. It's problematic, but in a fun way. Um, it's not problematic in a mean way. There's yeah, definitely some. Please, please, please don't read this book and then actually do this stuff. Please, please, oh. please. You will be arrested. However, anybody who's listened to Trigger Warning Romance knows that non-con is like one of my favorite things to read in books. So this mm-hmm. book had so much non-con in it, and I was yes. all for it. I was, and all that's for what it. was driving me nuts. It was, yes, I, it, all of my highlights, <laughs> all of my highlights. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you the one that made me actually scream out loud. Okay, hang on. I know we're like, I don't really do like we're going in order. So this is going to piss Rara off like you wouldn't believe, but I'm hoping just having you on here will will smooth that a little. <laughs> okay. This one, I'm trying to find it. I literally, my, my poor husband heard me go, what the fuck? Like as loud as I could. <laughs> Feeling the burn, sweetheart, gulping. I can only nod and grip the flogger even tighter. Good. It's ginger oil. What the fuck? He put it in her how, butt. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you not ask if you can fig somebody? No. 
It's dark romance. I don't care. <laughs> Everything else I was semi-okay with right up until that point. And then I went, fuck no. Well, then I'm glad that you stopped at 58% because it only get worse after that. <laughs> no, I'm going to finish it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not letting this go. And I will be messaging you every chapter <laughs> and be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Again, I love Vivian Murdoch. She writes some of my favorite Omegaverse, which I'm sure Rara has told you about because there's yes. nodding, nodding in those. So, <laughs> yeah, no, she loves them. Yeah, I know. I've heard Vivian Murdoch's name a lot. She's fantastic. And I know she's herself is in the lifestyle. So I feel like that's why her world building for this cruise ship. How fun was that, though? You had to appreciate the cruise ship. Aspect. I genuinely want to go on a kinky Halloween cruise now. They have them, I'm sure. They have I, to they have, them. have to. They have to have them. I genuinely want to go. I did appreciate, I will say, for this cruise, I did like the setup. Mm-hmm. I do like how the whole thing is blocked out. So it's kind of like like when you go to Winter Fire, you go to a hotel takeover, every single person in there is kinky. You don't have to worry about vanillas showing up and it's you know, it's like the all-inclusive thing. I, mm-hmm. I like that part. I do like, I really, really like the wristband system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How fun the, was that? Uh, that was an awesome idea. Like the, I wish that was a real life thing where all of your do's and don'ts are on your, your, uh, I guess it's like a, a chip. Yeah. In I'm the sure wristband. It's, it's maybe like a QR code or something and you scan it and it comes up on yeah. your phone. But oh, that's the other it. thing. You couldn't have your own phones. Because yes. even nobody wanted like pictures taken, so they you gave had to these have a burner old, phone. like flip phones that they gave out. I guess when you got which, in. which doesn't make any sense, honestly. Because if you have an old flip phone, it's not going to be able to scan a QR code. Look, it's romance reasons, okay? Chalk it up to romance reasons. It's a fancy look. They're vampires, okay? You you can believe in vampires, but you can't believe in old some sort of rigged cell phone can't scan no. a. No, that is way far past my <laughs> realm of of turn off your brain and go with it vampires no problem all right (laughs) she's glaring at me so much right now she's like listen look (laughs) like i said romance reasons okay if something doesn't make sense i chalk it up to romance reasons for the most part i'm gonna i'm gonna pay you back for this and make you read a fantasy i'm fine with it i'll read whatever you want okay i I will i will give you the book that sets the bar for me okay sounds good Look, you, we, I chose this book because it had a lot of kink in it. That's yes. really the only, not the only, but like one of the reasons I chose it because all, all of the fantasy books, they had some kink, but it wasn't like, you know, kink forward. It was kind of like right. kink was like on the back end. Well, send me the list of those. Maybe I'll do a part two and use some of these other books that don't have as much because I'm, so my, my thing is, I know you and then Rara and several other people in our Discord and Patreon chat are all about the as much kink as possible in their books. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there are people out there who want less and that's what they're into. And that's what, that's what I'm, tr- was trying to like go for, I guess, oh. which is, but it's totally fine. Like I really, really enjoyed broadening my horizons through this project. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I also read Lady of Rook's Grave Manor. That's so spicy and so yes. kinky. Yes, and I did have uh, very much fun, if you get my drift, mm-hmm. with a few of those. And I 
really appreciate that this book that you chose from Russia with Blood is not it has a plot. Yes. It it immediately has a plot. Yes. It immediately has a villain. And when I say immediately, I mean like the first chapter is the villain. Mm-hmm. I very much appreciate that there is character development. There is backstory. There is characters making mistakes so they can learn and grow. I love that about this book because compared to some of the other ones, this one is, well, okay. First of all, it is actually very well written, yes. but compared to Lady of Rooksgrave Manners, Jesus Christ, that was just straight porn. That was just, yeah. Well, that's an erotica. Okay. That is the difference between an erotica and a romance. I know, I know that this was a, this was a very spicy romance, but it was still a mm-hmm. romance. It wasn't. Yes. When I read romance, normally it's like Nora Roberts. Oh, wow. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, no, mostly. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I know you're looking at me like, what the fuck? We have very, very vastly different ideas of what this is. Yeah. I I like the story Mm -hmm. that Nora Roberts crafts. Nothing wrong with that. I, I have always like, I have always been a plot girl. I have always been a world building kind of person. Mm Mm-hmm. I did appreciate that in this book. That's just my thing. You need to talk to Tori, my co-host, because she's also plot first, spice second. Okay. So I've I've totally, like, I know we've talked about this on on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So you are Rara for your podcast. You are Rara and Tori is me. Yes. A hundred percent. Because I run all of our social media. My face is on everything. I'm definitely the more social human being. Are you her emotional support extrovert? Yes. 100%. (laughs) God, you guys are so me and Rara. Yeah. (laughs) But we've never met in real life. So that's the difference. Well, yeah, that would be that would be different. Yeah, no, I totally have to hook up with her. She's 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 going to be more my speed. I'll interview her for my next round. We will pick a book. That will be that. That's great. Because also she's in the lifestyle herself. So she's also going to be able to, I guess, give it more of a, a different perspective than me. Because I, I am what you guys call a vanilla with s- sprinkles. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I just like okay. reading about this stuff. <laughs> like, you don't actually participate? No. You should. I have two small children. So? Okay. So aware my life was a lot more exciting with my husband <laughs> before. Now I have two very, very small children. And if we can plop a uh, quickie in there at some point, that then we're lucky. You know what I mean? Let us know when you get a weekend babysitter and come out and uh, we'll take you to a dungeon. Um, That would be fun. But I mean, I actually talked to Darb and to Rara about it. Like, I'd love to meet you guys. I think that we would all just have a lot of fun together. Like, oh, we'd have an amazing time as just like peoples. So. (laughs) <laughs> and you'll ha- you have to explain this romance rules to me. Okay. So, because I, once again, I don't read a whole lot of spice because, and I'm, I'm going to say that, and it's going to piss you off because it pissed off the other romance readers that I've said this to. Mm-hmm. The spice to me in these books is boring. Okay. You're just reading the wrong kind of spice. N- reading, the act of reading it is boring. Oh. I'm an audio person, and somebody was like, okay, well, why don't you find ones that have the uh, audio book? Yeah. It doesn't work. 
it's the describing it that is boring. Okay. I do, I can't I can't explain it very well. I'm I really I always do a really piss poor job of explaining it. I'm going to give you a couple of book recs for audio just because I know that you're an audio person and and I feel like possibly if the male narrator did it for you audio wise you might be able to stick it out. Possibly. Because uh let's see. There's Corbin King who has a lot of different books. He's a good friend of mine and um he's a narrator. Mm-hmm. He's really great. Also Aiden Snow. His voice is insane. Like also the name is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um so I'll give you a couple of different Okay. We will we will trade off. Yes. Okay. But back to this book. I feel like I'm on uh, my own podcast and like we're we're going on tangents and I'm like, we gotta back talk about this book. I mean, you've heard me and Ra Ra, right? You God, you should have heard the episode that we did this morning. Holy shit, talk about tangents. I'm pretty sure we had nine minutes of actual like talking about the topic. Uh-huh. That was it. <laughs> well, last night Tori and I recorded and she was like, I my voice hurts, like I don't want to talk too much so like let's just get to the point and then she went on a five minute tangent about bear dicks so yes bear shifter dicks i should not like actual bears okay and the book wasn't about a shifter so um okay what okay yeah okay yeah that definitely is me and rara okay um i i do have a note in here about one uh I don't know how many lines this is, like four or five. Mm-hmm. But I I loved this. I love her sass. Yes. The oh, this girl is sassy. Oh, this girl is so sassy. I like it. I like it. It says, it doesn't really matter what you tolerate, does it? False bravado has me standing up just a little bit taller and pulling my shoulders back. He wasn't my dom. We hadn't negotiated shit. I was like, you go, girl. Kick his ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. He shows her later. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does with the non-consensual figging. Yep. Bastard. Yep. There's, uh, you I know, what? thrown him overboard. Come to think of it, as like this book had a lot of bodily fluids, so you probably wouldn't have liked that part either. I skipped them. <laughs> yeah. So so much bodily fluids. Yes. I. Let's see. There was the part where, okay, so during the figging scene, mm-hmm. the the bad guy, Luca, mm-hmm. was like jerking off watching. And I don't understand how Jackson didn't notice. He was enthralled with his girl. Why would he notice anything else? Was he, wait, was he enthralled with his girl or was he enthralled? Enthralled. Oh. Would have been funnier like if Luca had done something and made him not able to notice well that too but also oh he did drug his water luca drugged um jackson's water and that made uh-huh. with some sort of medicine like drugging that made him a hallucinate but also super horny so that explains it mm-hmm. so he was just in like i guess almost a haze like a a super lusty yeah. haze and he didn't notice anything besides his girl. That is the part of romance, right? Again, the rules of romance is it needs to have a happily ever after. And the central love story, like the, the main plot needs to kind of 
include a central love story. It can mm-hmm. be anything else, right? It can be a mystery. It can be a, a horror, like kind of like this, like a, a paranormal horror kind of book. Um, it can be anything. But as long as it has those two elements of central love story and happily ever after, that's a romance. Right. And in most romances, and that's what makes it happy for me to read, is the the hero is absolutely like obsessed with his heroine and devoted to her to in dark romance and a very unhealthy degree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that 100% happened here with but times 2 because she had two heroes. Luca is also somebody who she's going to end up with. They're going to all end up Spoiler alert, in a thruple. Okay, wait. How does Jackson tolerate that? He doesn't. That was So... So, in the end of this book, what happens is they, quote-unquote, hit an iceberg, which they actually don't, but Luca orchestrates it that it looks like they did, and they have to evacuate the entire ship. At which point, he does kidnap both Jackson and Kat. Katrina. Mm-hmm. And he turns both of them. He turns b- them both into vampires. Actually, oh, poor Jackson. Well, I knew Katrina was going to end up like that, but poor yeah. Jackson. Well, actually, Gloria turns Jackson. Okay, that makes sense. And then we have to read part two of this duet to find out what happens. But, I mean, I've read what happens. And mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of... Luca using Cat against Jackson to make him do stuff. Like, it's okay, very, yeah, that makes sense. very non-con. Like, he's like, okay, you don't want your girl to end up evil? Then you better deliver. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna, you're gonna have to... He makes him punish Cat and do all these things to her and to him. And then he does things to Jackson. It's like a very entangled relationship i'm telling you i will continue reading this mm-hmm. it's just gonna take me a hot minute that's okay that's okay because romance isn't your thing and spice isn't in books and isn't your thing which is fine well there's another series of books called um well it started out as a trilogy so it was the black jewels trilogy mm-hmm. and it became like a 13 book series okay i have first of all i have every single thing written by this author fucking adore her I don't care what anybody says. Anne Bishop is like a goddess for mm-hmm. world building. But hers are incredibly dark. Yeah. And there is definitely some non-con in there. I mean, like, seriously bad. And it's not glorifying it. It doesn't, you know, it's bad. They all say it's bad. It's horrible. It's traumatic. It's disgusting. Da 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 da. The person is punished. All this other stuff. But yeah. Um, there are there are sex slaves, there's whipping, there's literal castration for entertainment in that book. Wow. Sounds like something I would enjoy. (laughs) But it's not spicy. Oh, that sounds like something I would not enjoy. Right. (laughs) It is not a romance. It does have a romance component. See, this is the thing. This is why I kind of want to like trade off with you and see what happens. That is... I didn't even put that on the list for kink books for this episode because it doesn't have kink. The only kink it has 
is that because they are a matriarchal society, women are top. Women are the dominant to everything. Mm -hmm. That's it. One of the male, well, two of the male leads are, uh, they start off as sex slaves, pleasure Mm -hmm. slaves. Okay. And yeah, but that's it. But there's no spice, right? There's no sex scenes? No, there, uh, yeah, no. Okay. Well, one of them later on in the series is actually pretty cool because the guy flies. He's a, what they call an Irian. And they have wings. They have bat wings. It's a race with wings, which is awesome. And he is uh, helping this other girl through her virgin night. Oh. Problem is, she's a lesbian. It's very obvious she's already. And she's like, fuck, but I have to do this. So he does this thing where he goes into her mind and creates this image of them like soaring. And they do a free fall. But in the meantime, he's fucking her. Oh, And she okay. doesn't realize it. But it's subtle. You you read the free fall part and then she comes out of it and she's like, holy shit, it's done. He goes, yeah, it's done. Mm. So not exactly something you would like. It's not as explicit. Okay. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's not explicit. It is not detailed. However. I love it. Yeah, I like the nitty gritty. You, you have to, I, I like the the show me exactly. How's happening right. and what is happening and who's happening to who? I feel like such a prude when I talk to you and rah rah about this stuff. I really do. It's fine. No, it, look, different strokes for different folks. We don't yuck other people's yum around these parts either. Well, so, that's not true. I yuck rah rah's yums all the time. Yeah, but that's consensual. <laughs> <laughs> that's just our thing. Yeah. Okay, so really quick, I want to go back to uh there was this one other thing that i really thought was good and most of this stuff is like in the setup like when they're talking about it yeah i really liked where they had a two drink minimum per day yes that was maximum two drink maximum yes (laughs) did i say minimum yes that would be bad (laughs) i would be hammered and not be able to enjoy the cruise because i am more of a lightweight than katrina Whew. but yes two two yes it says two drink maximum i just read that backwards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah uh we cannot afford to mix play and drinks if you seem inebriated before coming into play we will turn you away i was like fuck yeah yeah but then they're drugging them the whole time with the, the sexy water but but the <laughs> setup was great okay the rule was great the rule is great again this is Vivian. Vivian is in the lifestyle. She knows what the rules should be and she knows, you know, how how it should be, right? In real mm-hmm. life. And then she takes that and she goes, "All right, what if I to write a really fucked up dark romance with it?" And she does. Yeah. How do I how do I darkify this? Mm-hmm. I just make everyone uh, not consent to anything. Mhm. I mean, oh. there's did you get to the somnophilia part of this book? No. Okay. So I think that's a little after where I where yeah, I had to stop. So Luca um drugs Katrina uh-huh. and with the water. Um uh-huh. and then she's like comatose because she just had a whole bunch of scenes with Jackson and she's like in subspace anyway, then drank this, you know, like roofied water. And And then, that's the stuff that's already in Jackson's room, right? It's everywhere. So 
Oh, he has oh. this like inject. He has these scientists who like inject the water with stuff, and like mm-hmm. it's they're vampires. They're high tech. They they know how to do it without like breaking the seal or anything. So they, it's like whatever water they need to to give to whoever they want to drug. Because I'm sure they're not drugging everybody, but mm-hmm. whoever they want to drug is who they're. Well, it was pretty obvious that when Katrina got upgraded, he was going for her. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And then um, Lucas comes in and he he does a lot of different things. There's a lot of blood play in it where he like cuts her vag and stuff and like eats her out while like drinking her blood as well. Very he's vampire-ish. A vampire. That makes sense, right? Yeah, that makes one hundred. Um, I'm gonna skip that scene. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed but it. But it makes lot. sense. <laughs> I enjoyed the crap out of it. Because <laughs> she's like, it's it's somnophilia like. Because she is awake, but she's drugged. So she's like seeing all of it. uh Uh-huh. She's like aware, but she can't do anything about it. Yeah. She's like Mm. in a a drugged stupor. And then in the morning when she wakes up, she thinks it's just a dream. Because, of course, he healed her with his blood. He's a vampire. So there's no like Mm -hmm. nicks on her. There's no bruises or anything. And I mean, that's just one of the scenes that he does bad things to her, but in Mm. a hot way. And then... (laughs) <laughs> I, your listeners are going to be like what is wrong with this girl but- if you would like to hear more about these kinds of books <laughs> please go over to nat at trigger warning romance podcast yes you uh, do your own do your own one um, i don't know what it is i'm not yeah it's pretty much it if you want to hear me and tori just go absolutely haywire and giggle our way through lots of books where there is so much not just kink, but just like fucked up shit, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of it actually doesn't have kink. It's just the jealous, possessive, crazy psychopaths locking people in basements like, oh, like, you, you know, yeah, it's just it's just the way they show their love. It's fine. Of course. Yes. Uh, we uh, <laughs> we just did an episode um, that's going to be coming out. I think it'll probably be out by the time this one is out on um, Cruel Idols, where <laughs> two guys who pretty much kidnap this one girl and they're they all are writers they're all authors and they write spicy books so they make her do research with them and like just do a bunch of fucked up shit to her so she's their barbie more or less yeah because you know i know i know what spicy writers do they have a couple of barbies over here and they're like Mm -hmm. trying to put them in different positions just to see what it looked like i know how that works yeah like they they lock her up in a cage they shove her in a basement all blindfolded and tied up there's a lot of primal in that book there's a lot of primal in this book too though um yeah so that book is cruel idols by social social black if anybody wants to go read that that's like misery by stephen king but backwards because the the writers kidnap the reader Got you. Yes. <laughs> How cool was it, though, that they had the whole rigged system of where I think sanctuary was the the, the universal word. And if you yep. say that in any place on the ship, people will come running to help you. That was awesome. Again, I loved the setup of this. Like the author clearly thought about it and planned it out and did mm-hmm. everything that they would ever want in a situation like this. I was like, can this be a real thing? I would love for this to be a real if this was an actual cruise, two weeks is a bit long for me, but like a five day kink cruise. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'd be all over that. There has to be because 
they have all different types of cruises and it ha- it'll probably be a smaller cruise ship. Like it won't be, you know, a Norwegian or a Royal or something, but it might so, be. So what you're telling me is don't kink on a Disney cruise. I don't think that would be appropriate. Um, yeah. I mean, shame. It all dep- I mean, depends on the kind of kink that you're doing. I mean, if you have like a financial kink, that's definitely they're going to fuck <laughs> you up the ass. <laughs> I'm thinking more like being a little. I think you could do that on a Disney cruise. Right? I feel like that's expected because most Disney adults, I feel like, would be littles. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've uh, gone way off in a different direction of looking for cruises, I think we might have to wrap this one up. (laughs) Look, you had me. We're never going to get anything done. (laughs) You had me on your podcast. You knew I had ADHD. You listened to my podcast. We do not stay on topic, my friend. Have you listened to Pink Kink and how I derail shit all the time? <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. I still was okay with it. My only, <laughs> I, I'm more okay with it because it's driving Ra Ra crazy listening to this right now. I think she's, yeah. she's going to be like, what the fuck are you? You didn't even talk about the book. Um, I did talk about the book. I think the book is fantastic. There's lots of sexy stuff going on in the book. There's lots of kinky stuff going on in the book. The kink drives the plot. I think the- and it has a plot. I'm just so happy it has a plot. Again, this is a romance, not an erotica. An Thank erotica God. is where you don't have a lot of plot, where it's just like they meet and they do stuff. In a romance, there has to be something. You know, the, <laughs> the, the spice just makes it better and it drives a plot forward. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could have had this book without the spice. Like, it would just be not a book. No, it wouldn't have worked. Exactly. No, it was it was good. I I did enjoy what I read. I just had like there were very obvious like no, uh, yes no. because it's a dark romance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do appreciate you broadening my horizons. I I do actually like doing that. So that was part of this whole experience with this project in these episodes that I'm doing that I really enjoyed actually. So now I'm going to do the same to you. Sounds good. I am looking forward to it. Thank you for having me on. Have a good night. Oh, plug your plug your podcast again really quick. Um, yes. If anybody wants to listen to more of my insanity talking about dark romance and all sorts of non-consensual and consensual and just insane, crazy books, please follow us at Trigger Warning Romance um, on any of the you know platforms that you listen to our podcast on. You can also listen, um, follow me on TikTok. I have a lot of just crazy TikTok videos. That's actually where I met Rara. Um, where and I, me, technically. And you, technically, yes, as well. Um, so at Trigger Warning Romance on TikTok and Instagram. And you're welcome to join our Facebook page. Uh, it is the Trigger Warning Romance listener support page on Facebook. Yeah, I probably won't be joining. <laughs> it's okay. Just just FYI. Yeah, it's not for Happy you. Happy to pop in on your lives anytime, but. <laughs> it's fine. I mean. I just have a good time with spice and dark romance, and my husband doesn't complain, so. <laughs> I bet he doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for having me. I um, I enjoy doing this again with mo- maybe one of your books or, you know, the follow-up because swords cross in the next book. Oh, yes. Okay, we'll have to. I'm, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to finish this one, see if I can read it. I have a... My TBR pile is a little bit stupid, so this is going to take me a hot minute, but I promise you we're gonna, I'm going to read it. We're going to discuss it. Sounds good. All right. Happy birthday. Thanks. Okay. 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 
What were you going to laugh about? <laughs> I, I'm going to laugh at your problem with the with the non-con. Oh, my God. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I have such is- a trauma response to that. I can't. Welcome, welcome to romance. Oh, my God. Where um, consent is optional sometimes. I can't. I can't. It, that's a dark romance. You know what? I'm not, you know what? Shut up, Dara, because uh, the next book that we're going to talk about has just, that's one of the controversies. So I guess I should <laughs> shut the fuck up. Well, it's, you know, th- there's, there's controversy even within the romance world about um, non-con books. Yeah, but it didn't because... affect me in the, in the fantasy book that I read. I was just like, all right, whatever. But this one pissed me off. I mean, it's weird. Why? I, you know what? It was the figging part. You know, okay. So here's the thing. In the, in the fantasy books that I read, if there is a non-consent, it is not pleasurable on the part of the person who would, did not consent. It is viewed as this is bad. It's not glorified. Everybody's pissed off about it. In the romance part, in the romance books, it's written as, it's non-consent until it actually happens and then everybody's fine with it. And I'm like, no. Um, it depends on what the purpose is. There are books with the non-con where eventually, almost like Stockholm Syndrome, she falls in love with him, she forgives him because of Stockholm Syndrome. You've got non-con where um, he's not a good person at the beginning, but the love of a good woman changes him and he becomes a good person and all the bad things like the non-con that he does at the beginning of the book. He's learned his lesson and doesn't do again. Well, then he so should go to prison. Okay. Because we know well that all the people, all, all in real life, people who uh, do non-con always end up in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's also non-con that never is okay she just becomes unfortunately used to it Mm. that's her that's her life yeah but this one was non-consensual figging that threw me i was like oh hell no one of the problems with romance books uh and kink is this um their lack of negotiating properly the way that we in the kink community negotiate Mm -hmm. And a lot of negotiating during at the time, which in the kink world, we don't consider that properly consenting. Well, I think that's probably my problem because I'm coming from being in kink for over 20 years now. I, I started, I think I was in kink before I started reading these kinds of books. So, or maybe around the same time. So anyway, it's really throwing me off. All right. So now, Rara, on to your idea. Oh, good. The one I don't remember. Exactly. Yet. Yes. So would you like to start? If I remembered, I'd be happy to. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> okay. So there is one book that I did not do an interview with somebody else with. This is the okay. one that is super controversy riddled and all of that. And you said that you would interview me for this episode, for this book. Okay. You have, what was the book? You have no idea what even questions to ask or anything. No, because I don't know what book. Okay, well, okay, you're still not going to know what to questions to ask because you've never read the book. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to interview myself. 
And Rara, you're just Well no, I can I can interview you a little bit. Oh, okay. Sadara. So Dara, tell me about which book you chose to read. Well, this one is called Wizard's First Rule in the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind. And what made you choose this book? I started reading this book. Uh, a boyfriend in high school really got me into it. So there are approximately 12 books in this series. I have read them all. I am one of... No, I, not too many people have actually got, gotten all the way through this series. And I just, because of the controversy in this, which I find fascinating. If you look this book up on Reddit, almost every single post about this book is negative. About this entire series is so negative. Overall, they say that The Wizard's First Rule, the first book in this series, while somewhat poorly written is the best book out of the whole series and it just kind of devolves so most of the bad stuff is later on because this author got really really political with his books and you can tell like the fifth book the villains are basically bill and hillary clinton <laughs> like bertrand and hildemara chambor that's their name okay so was the controversy about the subject matter or about the writing, the, the writing style? All of it. It's, it's so every, everything that they could destroy with this author, ha, it has been destroyed. I mean, so first of all, I know that he's not a very good writer overall. He's not the worst writer I've ever read my entire life, but he's also not the best. So like, I would say he's meh. He's mediocre. He's, he's not fantastic. But if you want a book that you can basically turn your brain off and you don't really care about good writing all that much, go for it. It's fine. So how come, all right, so how come in this particular book you're able to check your brain at the door and just sit back and go for a ride? I don't know. I can't do it with romance, but I can sure as fuck do it with these. I don't know. Probably because I started reading it at 16, so I didn't really know better. But mm -hmm. let's see. Uh, the other problem with this author, he's dead now, by the way. He died in like 21. So not really a problem. But apparently the biggest issue was in one of his last books, the artist drew, you know, did the painting, did the cover art, whatever. And Goodkind went onto social media and criticized the shit out of it. And I'm like, okay, that's a dick move, but he's always been known for being an arrogant dick. His books kind of reflect that. All right, so it's basically a hero's journey, classic fantasy, and it really is so hero's journey. You've got your, you got your guy, your male protagonist, and think Star Wars, okay? Think Harry Potter. Compare this. You got your, your male protagonist who's like kind of alone, doesn't really have a whole lot of friends. His family is either estranged or dead or whatever, and he lives kind of, this one lives on his own or with relatives. And he has a very old male mentor who is more than what he seems. And he goes off on an adventure where he meets the beautiful girl and he has to continuously save her over and over and over again because she keeps getting into shit. But she's also a bit of a sass. And she saves herself as often as he saves her. Uh, and then they have to cross the border into this magical, literally crossing a magical border into a literally magical world. And they get into that later in the book. And 
they have to defeat the evil who, by the way, in this book, the evil is Hitler. Interesting choice. Not Hitler. That's not his name. He's not actually Hitler, but he's like an Aryan race kind of guy. And he's trying to destroy Mm -hmm. everybody who is not of his Aryan type race. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. So very, very obvious parallels. I mean, there's, there's an entire book where the evil is socialism. Mm -hmm. So you can tell his political views. All right. So some quotes that I pulled from Reddit about this book. Uh, People get upset that his books glorify BDSM. (laughs) Sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry. Sorry. Um, And this one is having his main character. Oh, no, wait a minute. Um, Most. Okay. Yeah. So here's the here's the part. Uh, most people drop it at the torture sex parts. Torture sex. So. Okay. How do they torture sex? Okay. So this, this is the part that I liked. So this is the fucked up part. Okay. So he gets captured. Major fucking spoiler. I don't care. He gets captured by the bad guys. He's taken away for months at a time. By a very tall, very beautiful woman in head-to-toe, skin-tight red leather, who he must refer to as Mistress. And she carries a leather rod that she hits him with that has some magical property of being an excruciating pain thing, kind of like being hit by lightning. Aha. Okay. Torture sex. I'm like... No, that's not torture sex. That's just BDSM with impact. (laughs) She's a mistress. He has to obey the rules. He has to crawl on the floor like a dog. He has to obey his mistress. I don't see the problem here. I don't. I liked it. It was long. It was a lot. So like all the vanilla people that have a problem with this book, obviously this is the part they're not going to like. It's like a huge chunk of the book. But it also helps in the end of the book. And it does keep coming back that this time that he spent with this mistress taught him things that he uses in the series. So again, I don't have a problem with this. Now, speaking of Stockholm Syndrome from earlier, he does end up getting it. So that part's interesting. But that right there is the biggest reason why everybody doesn't like this book. And I'm sitting here like, I don't i don't get it i like it not easy when you like a book and everybody else hates it well i mean it was kind of a best-selling book for a while so i don't think there's that many people that hate it or else it wouldn't have gone to like 12 or 13 of these books yeah he wouldn't have been able to keep writing because the publishers wouldn't have kept going but i just found that really funny that everybody is like immediately when you ask the question what was the what you hated the most about this book oh i didn't like the glorifying of bdsm uh okay fuck you too i enjoyed it i enjoyed the whole series i plowed right through it i mean i i won't apologize for it it's trash and it the middle section is really really bad if you go through this whole series i mean it is bad the first how bad is it i oh, sorry. i almost had to force myself to read it a, a few of them um like 8 through 10 no 8 through 11 they're the worst 
worst. Also, there's a chicken that is a demon and um, that part people got pissed off at because, I mean, of all the things you could have chosen, a chicken, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It just, you know, uh, there's some good shit in it. There's some bad shit in it. But if you're interested in torture sex, um, that one, that part was actually really good in my opinion. So I don't know what people are all <laughs> complaining about. So yeah, that is Wizard's First Rule. The magic system is different. It's interesting. You gotta, you know, I think it works. Again, people who are very into high fantasy didn't like it. But if you're willing to, you know, if you just want to check your brain at the door and you're just kind of like, ah, fuck it, I'll read it anyway, go for it. And then tell me what you think. It happened. Again, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever written. It's definitely not. But yeah. Great interview, Robert. I'm really glad we had this talk. Hey, you know, anytime. Did you learn anything from reading these books that you didn't know beforehand? Yes. Okay. If I want a book with more action and kink that is somewhat not as in your face as what Ra Ra likes, write it yourself. Yeah. Because a lot of authors will tell you that's how they got started writing because they couldn't find what they wanted. Well, that's what I remember from the, from the romance episode that we did. They were yeah, like, that's how golden. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, I'm not there. I'm not ready, but I still want to find books that have this and I'm going to keep looking for them. So if anybody has okay. any recommendations for me, here's what I'm looking for. An actual fantasy novel, not an erotica, not a romance. So like think Lord of the Rings, but add sex to it. Add kink. Okay. Like if the high elves want to go in and have some kinky sex fun, that's what I'm looking for. But there has to be an actual <laughs> story. Like, holy shit. Some of these books did not actually have a plot. All right. That's what I learned. Okay. Well, I am glad. It was, it, as I said, it was fun to watch you talk about your, your, your passion of reading. Because I, as, as, a, as a passionate reader myself, I get it. I don't get your choice in books, but I get your love of books. I don't get your choice in books either. And that's why we're friends, because we don't do the same thing. Polar fucking opposite. I know I squeaked it that time. Yes, you I did. squeaked that time. I admit it. I admit it. I squeaked. I squeaked. Wow, that was very piercing. You're okay. It's okay. Breathe, Robert. You can go to sleep now. We're done. Well, no sleep. I gotta go back to books. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, that's your own damn fault. I'm reading Daughter of Blood for probably the fourteenth time. I just read. I read two today. I don't know. The one I started yesterday, I I finished it today, and then read a second one today. Work was really easy today. Oh, yeah, so that's true. That's true. So I had a lot of time. But yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I'm going to announce it here on the on the podcast, too. For anybody who, who doesn't yet, or they do follow me on Tickety Talk, I have started a new, I'm starting a new series called Kiss, uh, Kisses and Kink. Mm -hmm. Or is it Kink and Kisses? I can't remember. I have to look it up. Which comes first? where I'm basically going to read BDSM romance and I'm going to rank them, not on the romance writing portion of it, but how well they do with the kink portion of it. Very cool. Can't wait to see and you'll these. Get, if you do a really good job with the kink portion, you get five kisses. If you do a eh, job, you only get one kiss. Okay. I like it. I think that's going to so, be yeah. really fun. I think I called, I think I'm calling it kink and kisses. I like it. I like it. 
All right. So, yeah. Well, that was my birthday episode, peeps. Uh, we will see you next week for Rara's birthday episode, part one. Yay! Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.